0: Welcome back to the CBJ show. I am Jason alongside Brandon. Cam is unable to join us for this episode but we have a lot of fun topics today. Uh, We're here for episode 26. We have some sessions about the NBA playoffs, this brand new play-in tournament, a lot of different rules that we're gonna be getting into. The NHL playoff picture to postseason did start yesterday um, and there are some games that are currently on as we speak right now. There's Game ones of a few series that are happening this afternoon. Sunday afternoon is when we're recording this. Um, we also are going to, of course, uh, recap and discuss the NFL draft, look at some of the best first round picks, some of the worst first round picks, some other picks outside of the first round. Um, our biggest thoughts on um, who won, who made some big picks in the draft, bad picks, a lot of that. And also, the 2021 season's NFL schedule has been released. Um, there have a lot of good games uh, that we're going to be talking about that have already came out. They're still months away from now, but it's great to preview this months early because a lot could change in between them for all the teams that we're going to be looking at. And also, we will end with headlines as we have um, for the most uh, recent episodes. So we're going to start getting into uh, the play in tournament rules. Um, So this is basically an overview in each conference, the number one to six seeds, are teams who have clinched postseason bursts already, um, and the number eleven to fifteen seeds are the teams that are eliminated and will not have any chance at making the postseason um, at the moment. Um, the three seed will be matched up against the six seed automatically. Same goes for the fourth seed and fifth seed. This is both everything is the same in both the East and Western Conference, and the seven to ten seeds. This is where the play-in tournament comes in. Those are four teams that will be participating in the tournament four pair conference, so eight teams in total. So first we'll have the number seven seed host number eight seeds, both conferences, and the number nine seed hosting the 10th seed in each conference. So we already have um, games scheduled on Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday is the Eastern Conference night and Wednesday is the Western Conference night. Uh, We already know about some of the teams that will be in the tournament. We just don't know their placement. We'll get into that later. Um, So the winner of that number seven versus eight seed game in both conferences does get to advance and uh, play the set for the two seed, they will become the official seven seed in the tournament. Uh, and the loser does get another opportunity because after the ninth seed versus 10 seed game, the loser is eliminated from contention from the playoffs and they'll be entered into the 2021 NBA draft lottery. But the winner of that game will have to play against the loser of the seven versus eight game. And the winner of that game will be the number eight seed and play. At, they'll have to play a number one seed uh, in their respective conferences. So there's a lot of um, things that could go one way. Um, teams that are at the seven and eight seed, they will have a lot of more opportunities because I mean, in a normal season, they deserve to be in the playoffs. So they'll have uh, an easier road there in the playing tournament, but also um, gets the the league a bit more money by tuning into these very um, tight games. Uh, they're gonna be very, very competitive. People are gonna be playing at their hardest because some of these teams, they are kind of injury prone that are in the playing tournament. So teams are gonna have to see their current stars shine the brightest. As we take a look at the Eastern Conference first, um, there are games going on right now uh, as we speak, uh, but it's the current um, playoff standings with the once we have the 76ers at 48 and 23, they are clinched. They also have the division clinched, the Nets at 47 and 24, playoff spot clinched. The Bucks have also clinched the playoff spot at 46, 25, the next three teams all clinched, the Knicks at 40 and 31, Hawks at 40 and 31, and the Heat at 39 and 32. And in the play-in spots, we know the four teams. We don't know the order, but we do know that the Boston Celtics will have the seventh seed. They are currently playing against the New York Knicks. Um, right now it's in the second half. Uh, last time I checked, they were losing. They are 36 and 35, and then 8, 9, and 10 are the Hornets, Wizards, and Pacers. They all have the same record, and today they have some huge games that will determine their seeding. Um, and we're going to be really looking forward to see where they're playing. And outside the playoff picture, these are all eliminated teams. You have the Bulls at 30 and 41, Raptors at 27 and 44, the Cavs at 22 and 49, the Magic at 21 and 50, and then the Pistons at 20 and 51. So those are our 15 teams in the Eastern Conference and their placement. So the first um, question that we want to bring up is, which team should be the favorite to make it out of the East? I know my answer, but I'm going to let Brandon answer this one.
1: Yeah, so Jason just gave a lot of information there. Uh, the play-in tournament was introduced last year um, when we had the NBA bubble and uh, among the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still happening. But I think it's a great way to allow more teams to fight for the tournament Uh, before we'd only see top eight teams make it and nine through uh, 15 would be all eliminated. But having nine and 10 being able to play um, is great. And if a seven and eight team, one of those teams loses, they're not officially out, they can still win. So seven and eight, all they need to do is win one game and they're in. Nine and 10, they have to win at least two games, nine versus 10 game, and then the loser of the seven and eight to make it into the playoffs, so it puts more pressure on these seven, eight teams because uh, they only have to win one, and people expect hired team to make it into the playoff, and no one really expects the ten seed except in this instance because it's so tight. Hornets, Wizards, Pacers all being tied, it's like a three. It's like having three teams for the eight seed. Right now we got today we have a huge game with. Hornets playing the Wizards, and uh, that's gonna determine who's playing the Celtics and who's playing the Pacers. Um, who's pl- sorry? Who's playing the 7-8 game and who's playing the 9-10? And uh, my favorite to make it out of the East, I think, um, the playing Burke. I want to say the Celtics, but they've just been such on a downhill. Hornets have been tough with Lonzo Ball not uh, playing. Gordon Hayward being out for a few weeks. Lonzo did come back, and they have won a few games. But I think the Washington Wizards are a surprise to a lot of teams, and um, I think everyone just expects, oh, the Celtics should make it. But Wizards, uh, I think they've just – they started so bad. Um, They got Russell Westbrook. I think they're going to be my sleeper team to make it out of the play-in tournament. Jason?
0: Yeah, so the playing tournament, like you mentioned, LaMelo's been out for a while, and it's also hurt his rookie of the year status. Gordon Hayward's been out. Miles Bridges missed a few weeks. You got P.J. Washington, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier doing their thing. Uh, and I think the Hornets are a good team, but they're a little inexperienced, so I wouldn't say them. I think the Pacers, they're in a really bad situation because they got rid of Nate McMillan, who is a fantastic coach, in my opinion, uh, and it's just been downhill. Um, they traded Oladipo earlier in the year as a part of the four-way James Harden trade. Uh, And I I think Sabonis and Brogdon, Karis LeVert are the three guys that they carry them, but Brogdon's been hurt as of late, so I don't really know if they're going to be good. The Wizards, you can't really count them being healthy. Outside of Westbrook and Beal, there's not really that third option. I mean, you could say Rui Hachimura, but I mean, Denny Abdiha's gone for the year. Thomas Bryant's gone for the year. So I don't really know who else is going to be there. So I think um, the obvious pick to make it out of the East playing tournament is uh the boston celtics uh you could call me biased but i think they have uh, a great chance despite the jalen brown entry i think that jason tatum and kemba walker is a fine duo just to make it out of those um whoever that matchup or matchups will be that they have a great chance that their depth is um looking better than a team like the washington wizards at this point point. and if they do get matched up against a team like the wizards or the hornets or the pacers which they obviously will I think that they're going to be the favorite to make it out of the playing tournament. And unfortunately, they will have to play the Brooklyn Nets, which actually leads into another um, question that's brought up, is if the Nets can live up to their expectations. And I think that the Nets will live up to their expectations. I think they should be the favorite to get out of the entire Eastern Conference and go to the NBA Finals. Now, there's one knock on this team, and that is that their trio of superstars they've only played eight games together including one that just happened last night because of so many injuries the chemistry isn't there but I think with that offensive superpower it's just scary to watch and see and even though the Sixers have clinched the entire Eastern Conference the Nets would have an easy road out because actually not really easy but they're gonna be the Celtics I think or whoever beats them though they'll probably play um probably the Bucks or maybe the Heat because the only team I could see in four through six beating Milwaukee Bucks, whoever they're up against is the Miami Heat. They are a very dangerous team. Um, the Nets do have a tough road, but I feel like after their second round matchup, they should be good to go. And I think that uh, the Nets are gonna go to the finals and they are probably gonna push um, that Western Conference team who we'll get into in a bit. Um, To a great series but I think the Nets are a very dangerous team and they're also rumored it's not official but Spencer Dinwiddie could be coming back for the playoffs um, which would be beneficial because he was averaging 20 points per game off the bench last year they're saying probably unlikely it's been up and down but if they can get him back you also got Blake Griffin and Joe Harris and some other good role players I think the Nets are gonna be a really scary team Brandon what are your thoughts on the Nets Do you think they're the best team in the east
1: well before I uh, give my Uh, take on if the Nets are the best team and I think it's going back to this play-in tournament and everyone expects the Celtics due to being the seventh seed to make it out of the play-in tournament. They would be playing the Nets and we've seen it this year. Celtics and Nets. uh, The Nets have won all the games. Uh, The Nets, even though their trio of Durant, Irving, and Harden have not played so many games, they also have Blake Griffin, They have DeAndre Joran and it just seems like everyone on that team makes a difference. Um, So I think you could say the Nets are uh, one of the best teams in the East and no doubt about it that they can, uh, they'll definitely beat whoever makes it out of the play-in tournament seven uh, through 10 and they're going to probably have one of the easiest roads to the championship. After uh, the two seven game they've been playing with three six game, and I think that becomes question of who wins. Uh, the Miami heat we saw them last year in the playoffs they just seems like uh, they always get it going in the playoffs they knock down their threes um, and I think that matchup is one you're gonna not want to miss because the bucks and the heat are gonna go back and forth and uh, whoever does win and plays the Nets will make uh will give the Nets a little hard time but I do think the Nets are one of the best teams in the East.
0: Moving yeah, I on. think They uh, are
1: the best team in the East
0: uh the Nets like you mentioned they have just star power everywhere uh and I would not be surprised if they come out on top of the entire Eastern Conference and win the NBA Finals because their team is built like a super team with their trio. And I think they're going to be unstoppable come playoff time, despite the limited chemistry. Um, another team, another thing that we really wanted to um, touch on was um, sleeper teams and surprising teams to look out for in the NBA playoffs. So for me, um, my surprising team that is in the playoffs, I think there's two obvious ones. I would go with the Atlanta Hawks, uh, they put together some great chemistry with their limited guys. And then, like I mentioned before, Nick McMillan was let go from the Pacers as their head coach. He comes into Atlanta after they fire, fire Lord P- Lloyd Pierce just after All-Star break. The Hawks were like, way, way down at like the 11th, 12th seed by like around All-Star break. And that team was just turned around, even with DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish injured. And Trey Young took over as um, one of the best point guards in the Eastern Conference. Um, within the last few weeks. And you also got John Collins. Clint Capella has been an absolute monster defensively. He's one of my dark horse picks for Defensive Player of the Year. And you got Danilo Gallinari shooting lights out. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been an absolute beast. And I think the Hawks, I don't think they're going to be doing well in the playoffs, but I think they deserve a lot of credit. And the other team that I think is very surprising is the New York Knicks. And if you're a New York Knicks fan, I just want to say that congratulations. This has been a very long time since you guys have been in the playoffs, it's been back to the days of around Carmelo Anthony, um, way, way long ago in the early 2010s or 2013, 2014 ish. Um, and we've seen Julius Randle put himself in discussion for MVP and most improved player, and RJ Barrett developing into a star. That Derrick Rose trade was absolutely huge for them in the Knicks. I think that they actually are a legit team, and if they play the Hawks in the playoffs I think they are beating them but my sleeper team um, we've already said it this episode um, this team um, and I think that they actually are a team that can possibly beat the Nets when fully healthy and that is the Miami Heat that team is so complete despite Victor Oladipo being out um, with an injury you have Jimmy, Bam, Hero, Robinson, Achua, Dragic everyone out there is going to play very well Duncan Robinson from three-point land is nasty Kendrick Nunn of course is stepping up and I think the Heat are the sleeper team to go to the NBA finals I do not think the Sixers and the Bucks are going to be teams to go there I think it's between the Nets
1: and the Heat I've already told what my sleeper pick is but the four or five matchup with the Knicks and Hawks is going to be great we know the Bucks Heat matchup is going to be great um I think the 1-2 matchup in the first, two, uh, first round is not going to uh, be great. Expect the 1-2 seed to uh, win, but I think uh, if it's either the Nets playing the Bucks or the Heat, it's going to be a great matchup. So don't sleep on any of these teams, fourth through 6 next Hawks and Heat, because they could come, surprise you, and win. Moving on to the West, we got... The Jazz with in first place, 51 and 20, best record in the NBA, followed by the Suns, game behind, Nuggets at 47 and 24, Clippers tied with that record at 47 24, Mavericks in fifth, 42 and 29, and the Trailblazers have yet to clinch the playoff berth, and that's because they are tied with the Lakers, who are in seventh place, and today we see. A few more games happening. We will find out at the end of tonight who is that sixth seed. Is it the Trailblazer? Is it the Lakers? And who is playing in the play-in tournament? Um, moving on, the Warriors at 38 and 33 are tied. with The Grizzlies at 9th at 38 and 33. So seeing that, uh, one game can uh, change if you're playing the 7-8 game or the 9-10. And lastly, the Spurs at 33 and 38 our roundout, our play-in tournament. Uh, 11 through 15 in the West, we got Pelicans at 11. Fortunately, I'm a big Pelicans fan. Uh, With Zion missing a few games, they weren't able to clinch it. Uh, Last year, he didn't play at all. This year, he played a few games, and it's definitely tough uh, to come back after that injury. And Pelicans are definitely a team that I think are going to come back next year. Uh, Moving on, the Kings. Tied with the Pelicans at 12, uh, Timberwolves, Thunder, and Rockets round out our Western Conference. So, Jason, I want to ask you, who's your favorite at, favorite to make it out of the West, and uh, do you think the Jazz will take home uh, the silverware this year? Are they really the best team, not only because just because they have the best record? Well,
0: the Jazz are one of my favorite teams in the Western Conference, probably over all those playoff teams. And I really want them to succeed, but I don't think they're gonna be a team that goes into the NBA Finals. I think there's two teams that are gonna be legit finals contenders. And it's been the story, the same story that it was um, the, in the 2019 offseason, who made those both teams made some huge moves. It's the Lakers and the Clippers. Now the Lakers, they're gonna have a tough road to making um, the NBA Finals. They have a big game today. Um, that will determine they're They are playing the New Orleans Pelicans tonight at nine. I think they're going to win it because the Pelicans are without Zion and Ingram, and I think also Lonzo is not playing. Um, but there's also um, the you can't really count out. I know this is a very very uh, sleeper pick, but I do think the Warriors are a team to look out for to make a huge push into um, the play-in tournament or the playoffs out of the play-in tournament because. Every year that Steph Curry's been healthy for the past five seasons, the Warriors have been in the NBA Finals. And yes, they don't have Kevin Durant, who left for the Nets two options ago. Yes, Klay Thompson's out for the year. Wiseman's out for the year. But Steph Curry is no one, he's not one to be slept on. And he's been putting up ridiculous stats. He had a stretch where he's averaging like 38 points across like an entire month of basketball, which is incredible. And I would not count him out. He's been leading the Warriors to a great record they still have Wiggins um they're a good team but there's one team that I think is a bit of a fluke team and I think that is the Phoenix Suns a lot of people would disagree with that because you have the Chris Paul effect you know every team that Chris Paul goes on the team gets better um uh record wise and win percentage wise um Chris Paul is a hall of famer known as the point god as they say and you also have Devin Booker who was turning into one of the league's young elite scorers in his sixth season in the NBA he's still only 24 which is hard to believe and DeAndre Ayton is turning into a pretty good center so I would say the Clippers because I think Paul George is having a bounce back here I think Kawhi it can be that number one guy on the championship team as he's proven twice with the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors Um, but the Lakers if Anthony Davis is healthy 100 percent And you know LeBron's always going to be healthy, but Anthony Davis is their biggest concern right now because at the beginning of the year, he was not 100%. He's averaging only 22 points versus, what, like 26, 27 last year. So it's a step down for him. But I do think the Lakers and the Clippers are top teams. But don't be surprised if the Utah Jazz get into the conference finals and put up a good fight.
1: Uh, Before the 2020 NBA uh, playoffs uh, bubble, that happened last year I spoke on the podcast saying don't sleep on the Nuggets," and I know a lot of people heard that and said ah you you gotta be joking and or something like that and I was not joking that was real and they turned out to be one of the best teams last year um with making a big run and they've been decent this year I wouldn't say the best team in the west I think all eyes are on the jazz so If a team like the Clippers, Mavs, Trailblazers, Lakers, Warriors, one of those teams do well, no one's really expecting them to do well, so it's okay. The pressure is on the Jazz because everyone thinks, oh, they have the best record, they need to perform well. So uh, having that best record is uh, pressure, and I think the Suns, because they're a game or two behind uh, the Jazz, um, depending on if they win today or not, uh, put less pressure on them and that Chris Paul effect, like Jason mentioned, is uh, amazing to see how great the Suns have came before they got him. Even last year, they were decent and uh, now this year, they've just uh, rolled up into the number two spot and I think they're going to be uh, one of the best teams in this playoff. Uh, in the play-in tournament, kind of briefly mentioned this about Lakers and Warriors, Jason. Uh, if this ends up the way it is right now, if the Lakers seven, the Warriors eight, who do you see coming out of this playing game and have to play the number two seed, the Phoenix Suns? I'd say it's going
0: to be the Lakers because, I mean, yes, the Lakers record wise are a seven seed. But if they're fully healthy, they are a top three seed in the West. People should not be saying the Lakers are fake. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, two of the best players in the world right now. So I don't really know why people would doubt them. But, I mean, Steph Curry, he could have an insane monster game. He's done it before against LeBron, and we've seen in the finals. He he absolutely cooks LeBron in the finals. He's been doing it years for years and years now. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors come up on top, but I don't know if the – um. Warriors be able to match size for size with Anthony Davis since Wiseman's out. Yes, Draymond is an elite defender, but remember he's like a six-six power forward, so I don't really know how he's gonna keep up with someone like Anthony Davis. But also, there are some things today that could affect that matchup because the Warriors do play the Grizzlies today. They both have the same record. The game kicks off at three thirty today, uh, and the winner of that game will be the eight seed, and the loser of that will be the nine seed. Um, But I do think the Warriors will win that game since Steph is playing. I think you got to look at um, the Lakers to probably um, make it out and play the seven seed, be the seven seed and play um, the two seed, which is shaping out to be the Phoenix Suns, assuming nothing crazy happens um, with a Jazz loss and a Suns win. It's still possible that the Suns could get the one seed because the Jazz haven't clinched the conference due to head-to-head games versus the Suns. The Suns have beaten the Jazz in majority of head-to-head games. So if the Suns win, the Jazz lose today, it would be the Suns at the one seed. So that would be pretty interesting to see if that were to affect it. But the Lakers should be the favorite to get out of that play-in spot. But I do think that if the Warriors lose that game and are still the eighth seed, they're going to easily come back from the eighth seed, and they're going to push whoever that one seed is, the Suns or the Jazz, to a seven-game series. So I'd be on the lookout for both the Lakers, the Warriors. There are so many great teams in the West that are going to be good. Um, you also can't count out Luca, he's having a fantastic year. I think he's top five in MVP right now. Jokic, who is my MVP vote right now, he's someone you can't count out. Dame, of course. There are so many great guys in um this play in the playoffs on all ten of these teams. I don't know about the Spurs or the Grizzlies though, with Ja and then DeRozan, but I think the top eight teams, those are all very scary teams. And I think it's gonna be a very exciting playoffs if those are the eight teams that make it. Because in the East, I think all, a lot of those teams would make it to the second round and absolutely kill some of those bad teams because the West is generally a stronger conference than the East. So I'm very excited to see how this West um, tournament and playoffs play out.
1: It's definitely going to be interesting and uh, definitely keep your eye out on the ESPN app uh, where you can, I personally find the best information about sports. And who knows, the stuff we may be talking about today with Lakers playing the Warriors. Could be the Lakers playing the Grizzlies or it could be Lakers are on six and it's trailblazers in the playing tournament or the Suns are really the one seed. So uh, I've definitely keep an eye out on the NBA and don't take our word right now is the correct word because anything is possible in the NBA world. Um, we've definitely talked about a lot of games happening, um, most notably uh, the Knicks. Um, game right now against the Celtics. Uh, definitely really helpful. Uh, and that would clinch them the fourth seed um, if the Hawks lose um, because then they would get home field advantage in that 4 5. We know that matchup can always be very difficult. Mention uh, the Trailblazers. They're playing the Nuggets. And uh, right now the Nuggets are tied with the Clippers for the third seed and they could drop to four. So a lot of great games to watch, not just the ones we talked about, um, but those as well. And uh, other notable games, the Grizzlies and Warriors, uh, Cavaliers and Nads, Magic and Sixers, Heat and Pistons, Bucks and Bulls, uh, Mavericks and Timberwolves, Lakers and Pelicans, along with Clippers at Thunder, uh, Nuggets at Trailblazers, and Jazz at Kings. So a lot of great matchups to watch. Moving on, we got NHL. We really don't talk about this, but we know that if Cam was here, he would be all over the NHL playoffs and want to take the whole stage. But fortunately, he's not here. So me and Jason will have to uh, take it um, from our best knowledge. (laughs) And with that, we'll um, talk about who's in the playoffs and not. We got the Hurricanes, Panthers, Lightning, and Predators from the Central Division we got the pa- Penguins, Capitals, Bruins, and Islanders in the East Division. In the North Division, it's the Maple Leafs, Oilers, Jets, and Canadians. And rounding out the West Division, the Avalanche, Golden Knights, Wild, and Blues. Uh, just to note, the Flames and Canucks are still playing their final three regular season games as they're making up due to COVID. Both are ineligible for the playoffs due to their points totals, but these games can affect the 2021. NHL draft lottery. Notable matchups today are the Predators, the Hurricanes, Lightning vs. Panthers, Islanders vs. Penguins, Canadians vs. Maple Leafs, Jets vs. Oilers, Blues vs. Avalanche, and the Wild vs. Golden Knights. And we saw last night our Boston Bruins lost, fortunately, in overtime to the Capitals with Washington taking a 1 0 series lead. With that, Jason, do you have any? Um, Things you want to mention about
0: the NHL? Yeah, I'm really excited for the playoffs. Uh, you got a lot of games on right now. You have four games today. Right now, the Islanders Penguins game is currently heading to overtime as we speak. It's the tie 3 3 game. And that's one of my favorite matchups to look at um, because it, it would prove to see if Sidney Crosby is really done or if he proves that he isn't washed and he can get the job done and move on. And uh, with the Bruins Capitals series, there was a lot of drama in that game. Uh, people are blaming Tuukka Rask for um, a pretty bad play at the end, which I can understand he didn't wasn't uh, making a great play at the end of that game, which led to a Capitals overtime um, game winner. Uh, you also got um, the President's Trophy winners, the Colorado Avalanche with Nathan McKinnon leading the way against the St. Louis Blues who won the, won the Stanley Cup finals in 2019. Um, and Then the Edmonton Oilers, they aren't really consistently in the playoffs. And um, they've had some fantastic players with Connor McDavid and Leon Seidel, two of the NHL's best players, in my opinion. I think McDavid is the consensus number one player in all of hockey. Um, and I think Connor McDavid can actually make a run to get it outside um, of that uh, Western Conference. And the biggest Golden Knights, they have ex- succeeded all expectations since becoming an expansion team in their first season, the 27 to 18 season. seasons, third, the fourth season as an NHL team, um, a new NHL team, of course, coming next year to Seattle Kraken, which you're gonna be really excited for. Um, Lightning Panthers, the Lightning, they went all the way last year, and now they are the underdog due to their seeding, I believe, because they are like uh, the three seed, I wanna say, yeah, three seed in the Central Division, get the Florida Panthers, who have um, exceeded a lot of expectations this year. They are a huge sleeper team that I would wanna look out for. And the Predators versus Hurricanes, big notable player in that series is Sebastian Ajo for Carolina. Um, And I think that's not going to be the most exciting series. Um, And in Canadians, Maple Leafs, another, um, outside the Jets, Oilers got another battle of Canada teams because the North division is all Canadian teams. Um, I think Austin Matthews has proven a lot this year. And also Mitch Marner, they are a great duo for the Maple Leafs. And I think the Maple Leafs are a good team. So if I had to pick teams like to make it out um, in the NHL um, to go into the, uh, Stanley Cup Finals. I'd probably say the Maple Leafs are a team to probably make it out. Or maybe the Oilers. I mean, the West is actually really good. Hmm. I, I gotta think about this, but I I'd probably actually say the Avalanche because they are looking like the favorite And then coming out of the um the East teams or the Central and the East is what they call it. Um I'd probably go uh I actually probably would go the Washington Capitals. I think they're gonna be a good team. I think they're gonna beat the Bruins in like a seven game series. Um, that's just me right now. I think my opinion could change tomorrow. I could say Bruins in the finals tomorrow, but you never really know. This is very unpredictable. Um, hockey is a little bit more unpredictable, unpredictable, in my opinion, than basketball because um, we know the stars shine a lot more in basketball. And in hockey, you have these other players who step up tremendously that you're not really expecting. So I think hockey games, those are very um, either way, um, 50-50 type of games. It's, it's very rare when you can tell that you're confident that a team's going to um, win a game by a certain margin. When in basketball, if you see the Nets going up, the Nets going up against the Pistons, you know who's going to win that one. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting. That's my pick as of today on Sunday, May sixteenth. But I could change uh, tomorrow. Brandon you have anything to add or want to move on to the NFL?
1: Yeah, just one more quick thing before we go to NFL. Uh, NFL, and it's this Bruins Capitals uh, playoff match, and hasn't. Really been a factor yet as capitals uh, are hosting games one and two. But when we move into the later games, uh, Zadano Char, a longtime Boston captain uh, who played with the Boston Bruins, a lot of the players who are on the team right now for over 10 years, is going to come back to Boston as a visitor. And that's uh probably going to be a weird uh, thing for him. He's had played games here against. Uh, at the Garden, so it's not his first time coming back, um, but definitely um, weird playing against your own team, especially in the playoffs. Uh, we mentioned, talked about this before uh, in our last podcast, uh, before the draft happened, our draft preview. We knew one and two was going to happen, and a lot of people um, have been saying, draft didn't really start until pick three, um, and that's with The Niners, who we picked, we, uh, who picked quarterback Trey Lance. Uh, With that pick, we didn't know if it was Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Uh, There were a lot of um, options they could go with. And it seems like Trey Lance was the best option for them. Um, And it fits the Jimmy Garoppolo, fit Kyle Shanahan uh, uh, play. So that's, uh, that went well for that. And that left Justin Fields and Mac Jones uh, for the rest of the board. Uh, we thought, um, we knew Kyle Pitts was going to go to the Falcons. The Bengals surprised us a bit. We thought they were going to take offensive tackle Penay Seawall to help Joe Burrow. But they went with Burrow's teammate, uh, wide receiver Jamar Chase. So we got one wide receiver off the board and a little surprise. Another wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, went to the Dolphins. Um, Panay Sewell went to the Lions at pick 7. Uh, not much really happened until pick 10, where we started to see a lot of trades happening. First, the Eagles moved up and selected wide receiver Devontae Smith. The Bears uh, at 11 moved up to pick Justin Fields. Uh, Micah Pearson Parsons went to the Cowboys at 12. Uh, 13 uh, was offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. 14, the Jets traded up with the Vikings, and they'd already picked Zach Wilson, so we knew that Mac Jones wasn't going to go. And in the end, quarterback Mac Jones fell to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. We know that Bill Belichick, makes saving connection is great. And other than that, there weren't many um, notable names. Um, and with that, we'll move into our first discussion, Jason. What are your thoughts on Mac Jones to New England? So Mac
0: Jones, he's been a bit of an up and down guy for me when I've been looking at the draft prospects. I know Belichick isn't really one to take the big name guy in the first round, but he, but we knew he was being extremely aggressive this offseason, like never, ever before. Like I'd say the last time he was kind of aggressive was um, getting Randy Moss on the Patriots back um, almost 15 years ago. And, uh, is obviously he brought in a lot of big-name free agents, pro bowlers like Matt Jude, Yoska, and a lot of other guys like News Smith, Hunter, Henry, Kendrick Ford, Nelson Aguilar, and a lot of other great um, options there. And getting Mac Jones, he's clearly building for the future. He wants to um, continue his team's success. But the thing is, Mac Jones is not going to be the starting quarterback, in my opinion, at the start of the season. I would also prefer Cam Newton. I think he's going to have a fantastic year, a bounce-back year. Not MVP Cam, of course, but I think if he can be a top 20 to 15 quarterback-ish, I think that's enough for the Patriots to succeed and um, get a solid playoff spot. But I do think that Max Jones, um, in training camp, he's going to have to prove a lot. He's not – I wouldn't say he's really in football shape. Um, he, he's not really, like, on the muscle tier or, like, the rip tier as someone like Cam Newton. And he's also not an athletic quarterback. He, he's just a good pocket passer um, that will um, be able to um, – Find the open guy. He has pretty good vision. Um, he's got a solid throwing arm, better than someone like Cam Newton at the moment with his injury or whatever's happening with him and Jarrett Sidham, who does not have good form. Um, both those guys don't have great form. But I do think Mac Jones, just a clean quarterback, he's got a similar play style to someone coming out of college. He, they reminded him as a 2000, in 2000, Tom Brady, they had similar player builds. Um, they have similar strengths and weaknesses. I don't think Mac Jones will have a greater career than Tom Brady, but I mean, if Mac Jones can... Um, bring a Super Bowl to New England and um, get the seventh ring um, to the Patriots. I think that would be great, and I'm pretty happy. Overall, the Patriots went quarterback for the future. Uh, I would have really liked someone like Justin Fields, which I'm really disappointed about. I was hoping we'd trade up into the top 10 to snag him. Then he fell to 11, and the Bears traded up with the New York Giants, I believe, um, to get that pick. Um, They definitely um, paid a lot of picks, but they also got probably – in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the class behind Trevor Lawrence. So I'm overall very happy with the Patriots getting Mac Jones, but don't expect him to get into the system right away until 2022.
1: Yeah, I think uh, uh, great points with that, and maybe he'll get some playing time this year, but uh, I think it's going to be a fight against Jared Stidham for that backup role, and uh, maybe the maybe Bill Belichick rolls out with Cam Noon for the first. Uh, seven, eight, nine, first 10 weeks, um, and then plays Mac Jones depending on where we are in the standings. Um, I mean, if you see the Patriots not doing well and maybe they try out uh, Mac Jones, I think most likely we'll only see him for a game or two in the regular season. We'll definitely see him in the preseason for some action, but uh, he definitely needs to beat Jared Stim if he wants any playing time. And uh, Jason mentioned Justin Fields to the Bears. Bears have a complicated um, system with Andy Dalton, uh, Nick Foles, and now with Justin Fields. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but uh, what I really want to talk about is Trey Lance and Niners. And this was a big topic we talked about um, last episode was, what are the 49ers going to do? We uh, thought maybe Trey Lance, maybe Justin Fields, maybe Mac Jones. And I think, I said it as I was talking about um, going through the list, I think the Niners got the best player out of those three, um, just because Trey Lance is going to fit Kyle Shanahan's offense. With that, Jason, I got a quick question. Tell me your favorite and least favorite pick from the uh, first round of the 2021 NFL draft.
0: Okay, so my favorite pick, I'm going to try to look at, like, a bit of a sleeper right here. Um, I, I want to say uh, this is, this is a really tough one. Um, I know we've already um, mentioned this one a lot, but I think the Chicago Bears getting Justin Fields is the steal of the draft. And I'm really surprised that no team is going to trade up for him because their teams arguably don't need a quarterback. I mean, it seems like the Lions, the Panthers, the Broncos, and the Eagles, they have their guy that they've um, – they've gotten, but I don't think they, those guys are both uh, like bottom 10, all four of those teams have bottom 10 quarterbacks. The guys like Jalen Hurts, Drew Locke, or Teddy Bridgewater, because I don't know if we mentioned this, but Teddy Bridgewater is now a Denver Bronco, which adds a little bit of QB competition. Um, also with the Panthers, they just got Sam Darnold, so I think they have their guy, and Jared Goff just got traded there. Um, so I was surprised no team was going to trade up with one of those teams. And also Panay Subal is another guy that fell pretty, pretty low. Well. Um, the Bengals, I was expecting them to take Jamar Chase, but I wish they took Panay Sewell because, I mean, we were seeing all the rumors that, that there were a lot of site sources that were saying Jamar Chase would likely reunite with his former LSU teammate Joe Burrow, which I'm a fan of. I like the Joe Burrow-Jamar Chase connection. Um, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson with Joe Burrow in college were an elite duo. You saw Justin Jefferson go in 2020 in the first round, and look what he's doing. He's breaking Randy Moss's record just like that. Um, so I think Jamar Chase can be good. I mean, Joe Burrow, he just tore his ACL or whatever. He's gotten all these injuries. And if Joe Burrow is not going to get much protection, I mean, he he's going to be really upset with um, the front office if they can't get him some protection because that's probably the reason why he got sacked so many times last year. Um, he wasn't able to get – he wasn't able to bump his stats up. Um, and just the, the Bengals in general are not a good franchise. And I think Joe Burrow can be an elite quarterback um, in his prime, but he's going to need protection. Um if he wants to go to greatness, because I think Joe Burrow is one of the best young leaders in the NFL right now. I, I honestly think he'll have a better career than Justin Herbert, even though Herbert is currently better. Um, you gotta get him protection. And a least favorite pick, uh, I'd say that there's one that pops up to me. Um, There's probably two. I would say Alex Leatherwood to the Raiders. Yes, it's an offensive type of Alabama, so he's got one of the best in the nation with John Gruden's system. But I mean, Alex Leatherwood was not supposed to go and like the third, fourth round, according to many mock drafts um, from many sources. So I think that's a huge, huge reach. Um, but I mean, they they seem that they want to keep their guy, Derek Carr, protected, which I'm cool with. But I think if the Raiders really wanted someone like Alex Leatherwood, they could have waited to the second round, or they probably could have gotten someone like Christian Darisar or like traded down for him or something like that. But I'm cool with that. Another guy, um, I'm happy that you got the college connection you got the Jaguars drafting Travis Etienne at running back they already have James Robinson who had a fantastic rookie season last year so I think if you get Travis Etienne he's going to be at most a third down running back um, and I heard they actually are trying him out at receiver and training camp the we're not training camp practices that practice actually have started in the past few days so I'm not really a fan of that pick I guess I think James Robinson's a franchise running back but I'm happy that uh, Etienne and Lawrence are reunited in Jacksonville
1: And with that, we'll uh, wrap up with a few headlines. Um, And we've heard Aaron Rodgers has been unhappy and wants to leave Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't want to. Uh, We talked about the NFL schedule came out. We'll briefly mention it, but uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more on our next episode. Uh, It's going to start with America's team at Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in week one on Thursday night. A key matchup in week one, we got AFC conference game. Chad Henney saying them to the AFC com- uh, conference game. Um, Chiefs versus Browns rematch. Uh, Chiefs playing the Ravens on, um, on in week two. That's always bringing Simon Mahomes, uh, Lamar. We know this one has been on everyone's calendar for the past two years uh, since uh, Brady left for Tampa. Uh, the Buccaneers playing at home. Sorry, Buc- uh, Ta- uh, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers heading to Gillette. Uh, Brady's first time Gillette since his pick-six in the AFC Divisional game against Titans in 2019. So, wonder how that will go. Browns-Ravens, Week 12. Bills-Buccaneers uh, is going to be a great game. Um, packers in Chiefs With the 17th game added, we've got a lot new, more a lot more games. And um, if Roger stays, this is gonna be a great matchup. You don't want to miss this is a week nine matchup. Additionally, NFL is going back to London. We got two games in week five and week six. The Jets uh, playing the Jaguars and the Dolphins playing uh, the Falcons in week five and six. Um, so Uh, We are getting back to international schedule, and next year, one division in the NFC in that conference game will play an international game. We do not know the location or who is playing, but uh, more international games to come. So that's exciting. In MLB news, we've had four no hitters this year since opening day, which is crazy. Um, And even someone who had a perfect game recently. MLS, I'm a big Revs fan. Got my Revs shirt on. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. Um, Revs doing well. They started off hot. Uh, They are playing tonight in about three hours from when we're filming uh, Sunday afternoon, Uh, Sunday evening game for the Revs against defending champs Columbus SC. They rebranded this past week from Columbus Crew SC to Columbus SC. Um, they have eight points so far. The Revs and are tied of first place in the Eastern Conference. And uh, this is a game that will be exciting for both Revs and Columbus. As we know both of these teams are original MLS teams. They played in the playoffs many times. Uh, so it'll be great matchup that you won't want to miss. We've talked about Jalen Brown. Unfortunately, he had ankle surgery and will be out for the rest of the season and playoffs. And definitely been a tough year for the Celtics. It seems like the injury bug um, just went through everyone. We had Evan Fournier being on COVID issues, Tristan Thompson um, being uh, injured, Kemba obviously coming back, not playing any back-to-backs. It's been difficult. We had Tatum have COVID early in the season, and he's still not 100%. Um, So Celtics have been having issues um with injuries for the whole year um and with that that's all the headlines I have Jason do you have anything else to add
0: uh another headline I uh, thought my head is that Victor Oladipo is out for the year and possibly missing the rest of next year so you couldn't chance he's not back until the 2022 to 23 season which I think is pretty interesting and also um games on right now for the NBA. Um. The Hornets and Wizards is in crunch time. It's 113-110 wh- Wizards. Um, and the winner of that will probably be um the eighth seed, I want to say, or it might be the Pacers. Um, we'll see how that goes. And the Celtics Knicks is also in crunch time. And the Pacers did just win their game, so you got a lot of stuff in the East on right now, and the West will be resolved later tonight. So stay tuned. You'll probably know the answers to all of our questions about the playing tournament um, by the time you're seeing this on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. But uh, a lot of stuff going on right now.
1: Yep, uh, and that's where you can find all of our uh, episodes on either YouTube, Spotify. I have a podcast. Thanks, Anchor. Anchor is really helpful. Start rebranding um, or creating your own podcast. So, if you are a young listener like us, and you want to start your own podcast, check out Anchor, and you can upload any podcast um, for free which is awesome. Uh, Also, check out our Instagram. We mention this every week. It's capitalcbj.sports. And with that, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you next time.